okay, what pricing strategy are we going to use? Because if you have a high ticket product and then you look at the size of your email list and you say, okay, 2% are going to buy. So I times that by the price of my product. So this will be my monthly revenue or the revenue from this launch. It kind of makes sense whether it's like, okay, that's a good amount or, okay, that's not enough. I need to change my program up. So this is why I love email because you kind of, you know how many subscribers you need to be bringing in and how much to make. And it just makes it really understandable. So this is the thing that I say to everyone, they need to have an email list strategy, like a really fantastic lead magnet freebie download going. And that is the, so that's the second thing that I work with people on. Welcome to the Female Leadership Collective podcast. I'm your host, Susie Clark. On this show, we're all about helping high-achieving women authentically find purpose and build fulfilling online businesses. I believe the key to happiness is channeling our talents into something that we really deeply care about. That's why I left my six-figure career in finance in London, moved to Asia, and now run my own mission-led business in paradise. I found purpose and happiness in my life, and I want to empower you to do the same. In today's world, we are so lucky in that we no longer have to work in the same office every single day. We can start our own online businesses and travel the world. On this show, I bring you examples of amazing role models who have done just that, quit their corporate jobs and successfully run online businesses. We talk through all things entrepreneurship, purpose, travel, femininity, nothing is off limits. I'm here to inspire you to spend your life doing something you truly love and make the impact you really want to make on the world. Just a little pause as I'm super excited to announce that Female Startup Summit is back. It's bigger and better this time with 14 incredible female founders and experts ready to help you start and scale your online business. My workshop is all around how to create irresistible offers. So all of you digital product business owners or those who aspire to be, I'm going to be helping you productize your expert skills into offers that your dream clients just have to have because there is a form So if you're struggling to have a successful launch or figure out how to put all your expert skills into a digital product like a one-to-one program or a course, my masterclass is for you. Other masterclasses include TikTok Growth Hacks by Karina Berry, a famous Austrian food blogger with over 1.3 million followers on TikTok, How to Travel the World and Make Money on Social Media with Janet Newenham, former travel journalist of the year turned founder of Janet's Journeys, and she's currently in Saudi Arabia. Arabia on an influencer trip which is super exciting and you've heard from her on this podcast before and Alexandra Saper you might know her as the Wayfarers on Instagram she's a former lawyer and travel influencer turned women's empowerment coach and she'll be teaching you all about how to overcome perfectionism people pleasing and imposter syndrome honestly the lineup is so good there are so many and too many to reference here but I am so excited and the best part tickets are free of charge 
charge. You can sign up using the link in the show notes. So if you dream of scaling your online business and moving to somewhere like Bali and traveling the world, this is the summit for you. The summit is designed to be convenient for you. So it's easily watchable from anywhere in the world. None of this having to get up in the middle of the night to watch a live video, because let's be honest, none of us want to do that. The speakers have each pre-recorded their value-packed workshops and access will be unlocked one by one every morning from the 8th of October. So all you have to do is find an hour a day to watch each workshop at a time that suits you. And masterclasses will be available for 30 days. Head over to the show notes and save your spot now. Back to the episode. Hello, everyone. So today we have a little bit of a different episode for you. So I am actually interviewed by the wonderful Jessica Fabrici. So I know Jessica because we are on the same mastermind together and she is an absolute PR guru. So she is amazing at PR. She used to work at Singapore Airlines and she is just such a wonderful energy. And she interviewed me live inside of her Facebook group, Personal PR, how entrepreneurs elevate their brand and raise their fees. So if you're interested in learning more about PR, definitely go and check out her Facebook group. Um, But it was so much fun. And what I'm doing is actually bringing you the audio version of that live. So you'll be able to hear what we talk about. And we covered things like my story from investment banking to entrepreneurship and Bali life, Uh, how I started Female Leadership Collective, uh, my top three tips for someone starting and scaling their business, and how to shift and grow your personal brand as a new entrepreneur. Because this one's particularly interesting because especially when you've had a different career, like you've been in corporate or something, you really need to shift your personal brand when you step into entrepreneurship and all sorts of things can come up at that point. Um, So we dive into that. And then I also go over what you can expect from my Summit Masterclass, which is coming up in a few days. Um, So if you haven't got your ticket, head to the the show notes to get it. It's totally free. And my masterclass is called How to Create Irresistible Offers. So I'll be going into the to create an amazing offer that people that your clients will love and sign up for and one that you just feel so aligned with and just amazing delivering so thank you so much to Jessica for interviewing me Jessica also happens to be a female startup summit speaker as well so if you want to catch her masterclass make sure you tap the link in the show notes to get your free ticket and Jessica's class is called how personal PR can growth hack your early stage business. So, so much wisdom. Can't wait for her to share it. And you'll get a little bit of a taste in today's episode. Just to add to this, if you do want to see the video, we did this on Zoom uh, with video. So you can head to Jessica's Facebook group, the personal PR group, and it is linked in the show notes. Um, I will also be having Jessica on the podcast in the very near future. So we're recording in a couple of weeks. So look forward to that. But in the interim, enjoy this episode. Susie, welcome to the personal PR show. How are you? Yes, I'm good. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I was, we were just saying there's a bit of a thunderstorm here in Bali, so I'm hoping there won't be too much thunder, um, but it will add a bit, little bit of dramatic mood to the, to the live, so it's all good. <laughs> so guys, if Susie uh, disappears all of a sudden, we know why, because it's a monsoon, monsoon, right, in Bali at this time. 
Oh my God, yeah, hopefully the internet will, you know, withhold for at least the next hour. And uh, we'll see how long we will go. Maybe we don't need the full hour. Maybe we do. We'll see. But I think once you and I start talking, Susie, oh, my God, we won't be able to stop anymore. <laughs> yeah, I have that feeling as well. <laughs> right? Exactly. So what we know from you, what our lovely audience knows about you is that you are based in Bali, but they don't know anything else. Maybe they can, you know, they can gather something from the lovely writing that you have here. F. LC Female Leadership Collective, or we know CP Female Leadership Collective <laughs> and Bali. <laughs> Tell yeah. us more about where you're from, what do you do, what is the Female Leadership Collective, how did you get to Bali, all of these lovely things. Yeah, okay. Oh, where do I start? Um, <laughs> so I so my background is in corporate. So I wasn't always in Bali and I wasn't always doing this whole digital nomad thing. So I did an economics degree and I went straight into investment banking. <laughs> yeah. So I was um, a sales graduate at JP Morgan for like five years uh, on the grad scheme, like going through that kind of program. Like we went to New York sometimes, we worked in the skyscraper and it was all very flashy and impressive, you know, for all about six months. <laughs> and then I kind of felt like, oh, I don't know if this is actually for me, you know, I was looking at the managing directors in the corner offices and I was just thinking, God, do I really want to work here for like decades just to get that? Like, that's not really, it's not, you know, I've worked so hard to get here and this isn't really what I had imagined. Um, and then I read The 4-Hour Workweek, which some of your audience might know by Tim Ferriss. And he introduced me to this concept of digital nomads and people working in places like Bali and um, this concept of geo-arbitrage and getting your business up and running whilst living in another part of the world and all of this. And at the time, I was like, wow, that sounds so exciting, like, but real, like a far off dream. Like, who am I to think that that would be possible for me? Um, and anyway, around five years passed because this stuff is a real mindset thing. And, you know, you get more and more sucked into the corporate grind. And as you get promoted, you get a bit more stuck. Um, but then I also my happiness started to dip and I really, really started to feel possibly what might have been some depressive symptoms and things like that. And I'm just like you know, I'm in my late 20s, this is not how life should feel. Um, and so I started on this like personal growth journey, kind of asking myself what I really wanted to do. And I remembered this moving to Bali, starting a business, digital nomad. And I was like, wow, this could be a thing. Like, I should try it. Um, and I did like a little mini version and I booked a yoga teacher training in an island off of Bali. So I then quit my job, broke up with my ex of like seven years, all in the same week. And um, I went to Bali for this month and trained as a yoga teacher. And it was so amazing and so freeing and so liberating. Um, afterwards, I went to Changu for two days before I flew back to London and I saw all these remote workers working in these co-working spaces. And I was like, wow, people are actually doing this thing. Like Tim Ferriss was right. <laughs> so I went back home and I tried teaching yoga and I was like, oh, I don't really like teaching yoga. <laughs> I prefer to like be the student, you know, and 
still, I decided to sell all my stuff, gather my savings, um, leave my flat in London and like I, I came over to Bali with two suitcases and that was literally my life yeah so this was three years ago now just before the pandemic um and shall I keep going because I feel like I'm talking loads already <laughs> no because you're telling us stories is amazing okay. right carrying us with yes and it was just before the pandemic oh my god yeah. you really made it time just in time <laughs> Oh my God, I know, like it literally gives me anxiety if I imagine if I'd delayed it any longer. So this is actually a tip to the listeners. If you feel any kind of intuitive hit to do something that feels a bit scary, you do not know what is around the corner. So honestly, it might be the universe's sign to just do it. Um, And yeah, so I moved to Bali October 2019. So then three months later, obviously the pandemic hit and then everyone started exiting Bali, like everyone. And I'm like, oh my God, I've just come here. I've like, don't even know what I'm going to do with my life. How am I going to make money? Like the pandemic, ah. Um, But I decided to stay because I loved it so much. And so I was one of the few that stayed here. And I ended up um, freelancing, helping a lot of coaches, a lot of female owned um, businesses, membership sites, communities, um, like sales consulting and help with their launches and their funnels and that kind of thing. So I was doing that. And then at the same time, I founded an e-commerce business, which was um, Frank and Iris. So I sold um, screen glasses and we had this really cute charity model where for every pair sold, we would donate $15 to restore someone's sight in the developing world. Yeah. So that was my first taste of business and like making my own money from my business and this whole premise of making money whilst you sleep. Like I would wake up to orders from the UK and that was really exciting. I loved that. Um, And I did that for about a year, but then I started to get this itch again. And I was like, this business is fun, but it seems like a shame when a customer buys a pair of glasses and they maybe they'll email me and say, oh, I'm sleeping so much better now, but then you'll never hear from them again. And I kind of just felt like there was a bit of that impact piece missing for me. So I went back to the drawing board and I was like, right, what business do I want to create now? Um, like what learnings can I take from this and I was like really deep down my passion lies with helping women escape the corporate nine-to-five grind like me and show them the path show them how to do it because it's really hard you don't know anyone that's done it you know when you're there Um, and there's all sorts of work you need to do so I decided to create the female leadership collective I get so confused with the mirror but I think it's this side yeah, this side, the female <laughs> leadership collective. Um, and I just started getting the conversation going. You know, I started a podcast, a Facebook group, and just what do people need? What do they want to chat about? It was a place for people to come where they could moan about their jobs and things that they couldn't speak about before, you know, to people. Um, and then three or four months in, we launched our first program. So I have a group program called Launch Academy. So it's a 12-week business accelerator. It's actually closed at the moment because we've got our group, our group is full. But we take them through from concept to um, launch of a business, which is just so impactful, so exciting. And that longevity piece is there for me because I get to see these women all the way through their life, life cycle of business, which is just amazing. Um, and then I also offer one-to-one coaching as well. Um, and then 
And part of this is free events, like things like the Female Startup Summit that Jessica, you're speaking at, um, and also the podcast. Yeah, so that's how it came to be. But really, we're just a platform to help women do work that they feel deeply fulfilled by um, and help them grow and scale their businesses through like, you know, sales strategy, funnels, how to launch, all that kind of thing. So that is fulfilling your um, theory of me being able to talk a lot. <laughs> but that's the story. <laughs> yes, I mean, you are great at public speaking and I can really tell that you have a podcast. It's pretty clear, exactly. You can just hold the stage and uh, magnetize the audience. Oh. I love it. I love the content of your stories and I also loved the format of your stories. Let's get on a meta level for a second. I saw a lot of heroes' journeys. So it were, there were like a few, not just one, like a few. There was maybe, let's say, the main one. And inside of the main one, there were a few heroes' journeys and uh, with a clearly recognizable format, like a clearly recognizable structure of challenge choice and outcome so well done on this yes this is your personal brand story I love I work with people on their personal brand story and basically of course we can tell many many stories but we want to tell a story that basically explains what we're doing what we're doing now and you explained it perfectly so well done does it come naturally or have you worked on it consciously (laughs) well no I mean my background is sales so I've always been used to pitching and presenting and holding space but the you know the frame work you just uh, mentioned is is new to me so it's good to know that I'm naturally following it (laughs) so yeah thank you thank you well done well done awesome wow uh so many things to talk about so uh by the way before we forget what is the name of your podcast so it's called the female leadership collective podcast (laughs) still all the same yeah (laughs) it is to find we can find it on um I know what's the name of the app it's called uh, podcasts right apple podcasts um and spotify and amazon like all the main ones oh okay great. yeah perfect so good to know good to know so people if you friends if you uh want to follow Susie, um this is the name of her podcast and what do you talk on your podcast talk about on your podcast are there any let's say three three four topics that are recurring or does it change all the time under the umbrella of of the female leadership collective yeah so it's kind of evolved really because it was the first thing I started with for the business which is a really nice thing to start with actually if anybody's thinking about starting a business um but it's half and half so half are interviews with guests and other halves are, are me just talking solo on something that the theme might be coming up with clients or my community and I've also got this cute feature which I like where people can send me a voice message with a question and then I'll go on a whole rant episode about that answer to the question um so yeah it's kind of a mix but the guest piece I I bring on guests because I think one of the challenges I had when I was in corporate was that I didn't know I knew there were entrepreneurs but I didn't know you know, if there are any former investment banker entrepreneurs, so it was like relatable to me, or or someone who's, let's say, like a tech exec or something, you don't really necessarily know that that entrepreneur 
entrepreneur came from a similar field as you. And so I bring on women who have come from corporate backgrounds. And instead of like skipping over the piece where it's like, oh, yeah, so I just quit my job and started a business. We actually focus on that transition. How? How did you do that? How did you support yourself? How did you start it? You know, they're much more successful than that time, you know, by the time we're recording. But I really focus on that transition. And lots of the guests say, oh, God, I haven't spoken or thought about that time for such a long time. It was quite therapeutic. And I think this is the thing that not many people focus on that bit. But at the end of the day, yes, we can all be like, we want to make a six figure business. But actually, a lot of people just need to know how to make their first their first bit of money and just start. Right. So that's kind of the bit that I'm focusing on. Yeah, which is great. It's so right because there's so many coaches that are helping, so many business coaches that are helping you to scale to, of course, the the six and the seven figures. And that is very enticing, of course, and we all want to get there sooner or later. But some, some somebody needs to teach you as well how to actually start. And yeah. if you don't start, if you don't get the thing started, it will, of course, you won't be able to get to the six and seven figures. So that is actually yeah. even more important. You're right, totally. Yeah, oh my god, absolutely. Yes. Okay. So another question that I wanted to ask you is maybe because you're such an expert, what would you say? Maybe you know, maybe we have friends here in our audience that haven't that are thinking about starting a business, maybe they're still in corporate. So mm-hmm. What would you say are the three main points, most important points to take into consideration or to implement when starting a business? Yeah, that's, that's, you have dozens and dozens but if you were to mention three what would you say yeah it's so funny because I actually divide my my one-to-one into three pillars that's probably the best thing to go with um so first of all mindset and everybody says mindset so I'll kind of explain exactly what I mean by that and it might be something that you don't realize but when you've worked in corporate or you've done anything for a long period of time that isn't out of alignment with what you really want to do, you get this sense of kind of losing yourself a bit. And that could manifest its way into just feeling out of alignment, feeling bored, or it could also make you feel a bit depressed, a bit sad, a bit like stuck, like these awful feelings. And when you feel like that, it's really hard to be creative and to connect with what brings you joy. So it's hard to evaluate business ideas from that perspective because you can't connect with that nice feel, nice warm feeling, you know? So actually the number one thing is mindset, but specifically around reconnecting with yourself and remembering who that is because sometimes we think we know ourselves but like I said if you've been doing something for a long time out of alignment then you might not actually know who you really are (laughs) so it's kind of trying to do that work and this is what we do actually the first week of launch academy we do all this value stuff and our whys and we're not even thinking about business idea because we're just connecting with that like that self-love piece to get in that state so that you open the channel for the ideas to start coming in if that makes sense. And, and you know, as well as everyone as well, as an entrepreneur, you've got to be really tough skinned for things. You've got to bat off ideas coming all the time so that you, you know, a bit focused. Um, it's up and down. There's so many hurdles you've got to go through, like through a mindset sense and be very resilient, that it's good to get that into that frame of mind from the start because it's it doesn't stop. <laughs> 
so that would be number one which is awesome wow yes I totally love this and uh, do, do you think that mindset has a lot to do also with energetics or is a synonym to with energetics yeah, yeah? okay cool yeah because I some- think yeah. I think they're interchangeable in a way it's a similar you could call it energetics you could call it mindset and it's just starting everything from the right frame of mind from the right energy I yeah. love this yes, absolutely no it's because I was new to the concept of energetics until last year until I discovered Elena who's uh, our business yeah. coach right because yeah. we are in a mastermind Elena's mastermind and uh and yes and so I was wondering in the beginning I was like oh what is this energetics because I always knew about mindset and then I found out that basically they are synonyms so of course there are different nuances to both of them but they are they go together let's say definitely Thank you for explaining this. Yeah, yes. exactly. So my cat is crying like crazy because she oh. also brings me presents. She has a little teddy bear who's a unicorn. The name of this unicorn is Carl. Actually, she has two Carls. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and then she's crying from the other room like crazy. She wants me to go and pick up the present because she's like, I can't pick a present. Come here, come here. Oh. But I can't. She's like, oh, she sounds cute yes exactly so if you hear a cat crying like crazy it's her because she has a cow as a present (laughs) (laughs) okay well so that was number one it was amazing how about number two and three Susie yeah so number two is growing your audience so I am a big fan of having an email list like out of all the platforms email is like my number one and the reason being is because if you, if you go too heavy on Instagram or too heavy on another platform, the risk is that the platform could shut you down at any moment. And also the platform controls who sees your posts. Whereas if you think about an email, everybody gets that email in your inbox. So it's just different. And also you own that data. So it's really risk proof. So you've got that data. They can't, you know, shut that down as long as you export it and keep it in another place. <laughs> um, so, but the, but the key thing is that I love to, because I get a bit nerdy about this stuff, and there are um, industry benchmarks with email. So people don't know this, but on average, 2% of your subscribers will convert to buy. So when you know that, this is how I help, oh, mosquito. So this is how I help my um, my clients kind of figure out, okay, what pricing strategy are we going to use? Because if you have a high ticket product and then you look at the size of your email list and you say, okay, 2% are going to buy. So I times that by the price of my product. So this will be my monthly revenue or the revenue from this launch. It kind of makes sense whether it's like, okay, that's a good amount or, okay, that's not enough. I need to change my program up. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is why I love email because you kind of, know, you know how many subscribers you need to be bringing in and how much to make. And it just makes it really understandable. Um, so this is the thing that I say to everyone, they need to have an email list strategy, like a really fantastic lead magnet freebie download going. Um, and that is the, so that's the second thing that I work with people on and and podcasts and Instagram and Facebook is all great having that, but making sure that the core is the email list and you're, you don't neglect it and you're constantly trying to grow it. Yeah, absolutely. Oh my God, I love this. Yes, because it's, as you mentioned, this is the only thing that we actually own. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know about the 2%. This probably, as you mentioned, it's probably something that people don't know that you exactly. usually convert 2% of your audience. Wow. And then you can really run the numbers based on that. Yeah. But okay. So many people on my on my email list and uh, um, 2% of them will, you know, let's say, for example, I have 100 people on my email list. I know that 2% will buy from me. And uh, if my program is, I don't know, 3000 um, for three months, let's say, then I know that, yeah, I will get 6000 out of it, more or less. Right. So this is more or less the way you run the numbers. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. And it's per launch and we don't launch every month. So that needs to be taken into consideration as well. Right. Because maybe we launch quarter, like that particular program, let's say. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you launch per quarter. okay. so over this quarter, then to make this, I need to bring in this many subscribers. And why I really love this is because women in particular um, sometimes can feel quite icky about selling and upping their prices. And so lots of clients come to me and want to charge low ticket. They're like, no, I'm just going to do a membership because it's easier to sell. And Mm -hmm. that's a limiting belief that it's easier to sell. But also when they plug it into their spreadsheet, and they don't have a big audience and they're like, oh, wow. OK, so that means I'm going to make like five hundred dollars in year one out of like 20 sales. You know, they realize that that's going to take them years to be self-sufficient from. Um, so then it then it becomes how can we work together so that we can get your sales mindset up so that you feel confident about offering high ticket. And there's nothing wrong with low ticket. Like if you're an influencer and you have a big audience, like by all means, it might work off the you know off the bat but someone who doesn't have an audience it makes way more sense because of that two percent to start with high ticket um and I just love numbers and things that make sense and it just I I don't like clients to just go in blind with let's see if this launches let's see if this there needs to be a bit of a strategy so that's number two (laughs) exactly which I loved as well oh my god so now I'm super curious about number three Susie (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So number three is um, offer creation. So like, and it kind of goes hand in hand with number two. So offer creation is kind of just creating something energetically that you feel really, really good about. And the the transformation that you're offering feels really good to you. Because a lot of the women that come to me, they've been missing this kind of purpose, this fulfillment to their work. So yes, we're going to create an offer that sells and you want to create an offer that sells, but also you want to make sure that what you're selling brings you that deep purpose and that deep feeling of fulfillment so that it's sustainable from your own energy and from your own delivery. Because when we offer high ticket in particular, it's quite intensive for the business owner, for the coach. So you really want to get clear on what that offer looks like and you feel really good about delivering it not just from the content and the transformation but from how many calls you're doing like the time of the day of the calls like what's pre-recorded and what's not and just having like boundaries around your lifestyle that makes sense for you but also offers a lot of value for the client so there's quite a lot of um considerations that I teach clients to bring into when they're designing their offers that 
aren't just okay what what do I think is going to sell what's going to be really valuable here it's got to be a real mutual exchange that feels so amazing to you to offer because at the end of the day these are high tickets people are going to pay a lot of money and invest in this so you do need to show up and give it but and also to be able to do that consistently you need to know that what you're doing you love and you're really deeply behind um, and it's authentic so that's number three that's number three and it's amazing. Yeah, some, I totally agree. Something It should be something that you're really passionate about and you can talk about all day, every day, yes, right? Exactly. exactly. This is crazy. And uh, because I always talk about the same, I don't always talk about the same things also because I have so many different pillars under the, the, the umbrella concept of personal PR and it's mm. never boring. But at the same time, I do find myself repeating myself sometimes. And you know what? I love it when I'm yeah. finding myself repeating myself. Because, first of all, because I'm talking about something that I like anyway, but then because I see every repetition as an opportunity to refine the messaging and refine my thought leadership as well. This is like when I started this journey, I already had a lot of things to say to say about thought leadership, for example. But because I talked about thought leadership so much this year, actually, new concept came in that, you know, just came in and came up, sorry, came up in conversation. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to jot this down. I didn't have this idea when I was, for example, writing my stuff in vitro, so to say, right? It's in conversation, in exchange that we get more ideas and more nuances to topics, right? Yeah, I love that. I love I love that. And I think that's different. Um, I think it might be to do with human design, actually, where I heard this, that some people, what human design are you, by the way? I heard recently that I'm a manifesting generator. Okay, yeah, see, I don't know too much about it, but I'm a projector, but I was wondering if we were the same. But um, some certain designs prefer to learn by audio. So actually hearing it repeated back can really, really help. That's all I recall, but that is supposed to be something that does help. So perhaps you're one of those people that loves to hear it back. Yes, absolutely. Yes, because, um, yeah, for example, this is one of the... um, the um what's the name of it the techniques that i give my students were to basically express their breakthrough idea so we do we do a process to find the break their breakthrough idea and then of course it's all about first of all expressing it and then number two it's about of course validating it and there are a few techniques like five techniques that i have in order to validate your idea but before that you do that you have to express it and for that i also have five formats and one of the, the tricks that I uh, give, that I offer, is that basically, um, you know, people that already know you, more or less, they know what your idea is about. Sorry, there's a cat number two now. Um, <laughs> so he's, he's grass, this is his own grass. And um, yes, so basically, they more or less, they know like friends and family, you know, they already know what your breakthrough idea is. And then what we want to do is that we want to hear it back from them. Mm. So basically, Right. So you explain it to them. Right. And then you hear back from them because they're certainly not going to use the exact same words or the exact same structures or concepts that you used. Right. So basically you hear them back and then you take notes and then maybe you steal a couple of things from them as well. So I love that. Thank you for mentioning that. Yes, that it's useful to hear things back. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. But Susie, I have a question for you. So we have these, um, we've heard from you, these amazing pieces of um, advice, one, two, and three, to start your own business. Now, I have a question. How does personal branding 
because here we are on the personal PR show, right? So we do like mm-hmm. thought leadership, personal branding and stuff. So how does personal branding come into um, starting your own business? Yeah, this is an interesting one because this is a big shift that a lot of my clients have to go through because they're coming from corporate. So it's almost this like transition of just stripping off this corporate armor. And it's really hard to do. Some people just do it at once and then they come out like dancing and pointing on their reels and they're just loving life, you know? And, um, and other people just, you know, take it step by step, take it step by step because we're just so, what it is actually on reflection, that in corporate we're so conditioned that one way of being is professional and that's what gets results and any like sort of playfulness or even things like putting too many exclamation marks in your writing can be seen as like unprofessional or even using emojis can be seen as unprofessional and that was just decided by the powers that be in corporate so we end up going through this conditioning of believing that as well and so when we come to write our own write in our own style we can't we can't find that sense of style because we're so conditioned with what we've been told but really as a coach what sells is your own style and your own authenticity and that's what stands out and that's what people want to buy they don't want to buy some kind of robotic um very over professional type person that's not how people build that like known trust factor so there has to be some element of kind of trying to strip that back and decondition and that does take time but what I would just say that it is more of like an evolution of trying to find your personal brand and just acceptance that you won't have it from day one it's about kind of trial and error and and trying a new style of writing that feels good to you and maybe just over time that evolving into your your core style that is completely deconditioned but it doesn't doesn't happen from day one it's got to be an intentional effort if that makes sense because it's gonna feel uncomfortable for example and I can use an example of when I I've started using LinkedIn again recently in my capacity of being a personal brand versus my sales capacity you know five years ago in corporate and that felt really nerve-wracking posting on LinkedIn with all my former colleagues and all this old world you know and as soon as I did I actually had a lot of messages from former colleagues like wanting advice and stuff and I was like well you know these people are the ones that need my help but because of this conditioning that made me think oh what I'm gonna write is not very professional maybe it's not gonna go very down very well on LinkedIn but that's actually a limiting belief right like I should be feel empowered to be myself and be my own personal brand um which in hindsight got these responses and got the conversation going so i guess in a roundabout way i would just say that it's a bit of an experiment it's extremely important but the key is at the start is to really try and find your true voice and not be afraid to experiment with these things that you haven't been a you you felt like you haven't had permission to do because you make your own rules as a business owner Oh my God, I love this. I love this. And I have two things to say. Number one, and the the shorter one, is that this could be, you know, as a publicist, I find angles everywhere. So I love finding angles. And this is an amazing angle for you as well. I don't know, maybe you've done it already, but maybe not. So maybe it's an angle for a podcast or a post or whatever, even for a program. It's like, 
basically rebranding, starting your business when you go from corporate to, uh, to entrepreneur, then of course you have to do a little bit of a rebranding as well. So this is where you can help people as well, like on the rebranding side of things as well. For yeah. example, this, and this was- I love the, that. Yeah, right. So maybe you can come back on the show and we talk about that once, like more in depth for a whole hour. And yeah, if that you, sounds great. Right. That's cool. Number one. And number two, um, I loved what you said about, you know, basically um, branding yourself as your own person, as opposed to a member of a corporation. And basically feel free to discover your style as well, right? Yeah. Which is, I think it goes back to the mindset piece as well that you discussed um, around 20 minutes ago, right? And that, which was uh, your number one piece of, um, piece of advice. And this is something that I talk about in thought leadership as well. And I love the parallel between thought leadership and business. So it's basically the same principle and it applies to both, let's say, fields. So in, person, in uh, thought leadership, um, I say as well, I really try to bring the person into the breakthrough idea because thought leadership is all about a breakthrough idea that you have, or maybe further down the line, let's say an architecture of breakthrough ideas, but let's start with one breakthrough idea, right? And um, and I always say, I, I'm always interested, once we found the breakthrough idea, which has a lot to do with industry and so on, and the trends and so on, then I'm like, but why was it you and nobody else who had this breakthrough idea, right? Mm -hmm. I'm really interested in that what is the story what we will talk about this base um by the way in two days more I have like a little masterclass or a live about this topic but the question is why was it you nobody else had this idea what in your life brought you led you to the point where you had this breakthrough idea for example yeah. and and I think this makes things of course there are many benefits to this which I won't um uh, list now because the spotlight should be on you of course today but we can talk about it another time but um I really like, um, you know, you saying we really have to bring the person, really ourselves, the person that we are into the business as well. It's not that we are two separate entities. At the end of the day here, we are, mm -hmm. we're personal brands, right? So we are part of the product or service as well that we offer. And the same yeah. thing with a breakthrough idea. You are part of your breakthrough idea. It's not that you just had this breakthrough idea and, and it has nothing to do with your, your life. Yeah, so thank you for bringing this up. That really lit me up because I saw this parallel with thought leadership. Yeah, it's so true. That that kind of thing is, it's so true. And especially at the start, you normally are a team of one. So it is about you. Like, yes, you can bring in support coaches or you can build a team and you can kind of, it, it becomes more more than you um but at the start it is just you so you are gonna have to get used to being seen you are gonna have to find your voice and get used to having those like uncomfortable kind of messaging things at the start also by the way if you see me doing this there's mos there's a few mosquitoes it's a normal thing in Bali <laughs> so I'm just <laughs> avoiding getting one bite me on the face so <laughs> Yes. Yeah. So you're in you're in good company. I have two cats. You have a few mosquitoes. We're both yeah. in good company. <laughs> Prefer the cats, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. The cats would help you, you know, catch the mosquitoes. That's such a good point. Yeah, maybe I should get a few. <laughs> maybe you should get the cats. Anyway, there's a little cat here. Yeah. Anyway, um, here, here is the gray cat. Maybe she will jump on the table in a second. Come here. You want to say hi to Susie? Oh, yeah she's coming she's coming she's coming oh oh so fluffy yeah, <laughs> yeah she's putting on the, the winter fur so she's become fluffier so okay cute. 
<laughs> yes. So show yourself, Bilu. Oh no, she wants to get on my lap. Okay, let's go. go. <laughs> All right. So what I wanted to talk about, Susie, is a, your summit because we talked yes. about skills and starting your own business, startup, yeah. yeah, and personal branding and many, uh, you know, things under this umbrella. And let's, I would say, let's complete this lovely conversation with something that is coming up very, very soon. It's imminent and it's juicy and it's going to have so much reach. Wow. Would you like to introduce us to your summit? Yeah. So I love this. And thank you so much for giving me the opportunity to talk about it. So I I did my first one back in July and it was so successful. And we had such good feedback that I was like, right, this is going to be a a regular thing because I just love bringing people together. So um, this time we've got 14 speakers. One is the lovely Jessica. So this is super exciting. Um, And really, yeah, really, it is a summit to help women start businesses and scale businesses. So men are welcome as well. Like everybody's welcome. but it's to te- it's for people who are looking to start a business, maybe they're looking to leave the nine to five or people who already have businesses and want to scale. So we've got 14 incredible female founders who are who have all done masterclasses on their topic. So I've got the list open here, actually. We've got TikTok growth hacks by Karina, who has 1.2 million on TikTok. Um, she's great. She's like one of my best friends. She comes to Bali all the time. Um, we've got Janet, who is, a travel blogger she's the formula former travel journalist of the year and she's got this incredible um content yeah she travels the world she was in Saudi Arabia last week and she bases herself out of Bali but she's gone from being an influencer to actually having her own tour company so she takes her audience on tours to the places that she goes to which is super cool yeah we need, uh, sorry, we need to connect her with a friend of mine who's doing something similar. Oh, amazing. Yes, exactly. Let's connect these two girls, Paula. Yeah. Okay, sorry for the disruption, but I love you. When, when we see synergies, we need to bring people together, right? You appear to be a super connector as well. So, yes, so cool. This is what it's all about. And then we also have Lauren, who is one of Elena's support coaches, right? So she is coming on to talk about feminine mastery and dropping into your body, which I love because this is what this summit's all about. It's not just about the kind of obvious business um, skills, which yes, we include, like mine is on how to create irresistible offers. You've got a masterclass on PR, like Janet's talking about making money on social media. But we've also got these really important pieces of female leadership, which are things like being able to drop into your body and connect with your intuition, because that's super important. Um, we've also got Laura, who's a women's cycle coach. She's talking all about how, um, the nine to five and routine having too too much of a rigid routine can affect us as women kind of negatively because we're cyclical beings and how we should be structuring our business slightly differently um, and so these things I, I haven't really seen in a summit before when people are talking about a business capacity so I just love that it's got this element of you know business sales marketing but also 
actual female leadership things that come into it that we don't necessarily speak about in a business capacity but is super important um and one key point on summit as well which which i like which i've designed on purpose is actually it's all pre-recorded and this is on purpose because i want it to be a global summit and i hate making people stay up at like 2 a.m to join a call like no one it like my previous business was blue light glasses so i'm very very pro about sleep so i just don't think there's any need for someone to necessarily watch live like you can connect with the speakers and ask them questions on instagram we're all smart people we can do that so everything's pre-recorded so what happens is on the 8th the first masterclass will unlock on the ninth, the second one will unlock and you can watch at your leisure wherever you are in the world at a time that suits you there's no getting up in the middle of the night um so I love to bring that element to it as well. But I'm super excited. Oh my God, I'm super excited as well. And this is amazing. The way you have designed it is amazing because first of all, uh, we can, let's say, maintain our sleep hygiene. We don't need to wake yeah. up at a in the middle of the night so this is amazing thank you for this logistical aspect that you incorporated number one and number two I really love the curriculum because it's such a wide but such a complete you know holistic curriculum this is mm -hmm. amazing because you know a lot of times we maybe there are some, a few summits in which we get a lot of ideas but, be, but maybe they're just at the end of the day they're just talking about one side of business whereas we need to face it as especially women but also men I think before we are business people, we are people. And of course we have, we are, let's say, not just our mind, but our bodies as well. We need to be, of course, in harmony with our body in order for yeah. our mind to work and the other way around as well. And this, of course, if we establish this kind of balance, then of course we will, uh, this will also yield results in business, in many areas and in businesses included. So you really look at all pieces, all possible aspects in order to really set ourselves, ourselves up for success. Amazing, I love this, well mm -hmm. done. Yeah. And also a key thing to say is it's free. It's free to attend. <laughs> I realize that's kind of important because it's like totally free to attend. And this is the thing what I love about it. Like we're a collective, right? This is what my business is all about. It's a collective bringing women together. So it's, it's also a great way to learn a little bit off these women and what they can get into their 60 minute class. But at the same time, every woman, you can work, work further with that woman if you want to so it's a nice flavor into what they offer and you know some people um like know that i have programs but maybe i'm not the coach for them maybe the, one of the other speakers is and they need more um help with that at the time so i just love to be able to bring this collective together in a way that people can kind of dip their toes in and see oh this person i really learned from her i really like her energy like i i think i want to see what she offers and i i quite like that because as a buyer, it can be a bit daunting to just suddenly go and invest in something if you don't know too much about the person. Definitely. It's like, um, let's say, um, a shopping window, like a window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah a little bit. A little bit and you don't even you don't just get to look and watch but also to interact with these yeah. speakers because as you mentioned then uh spectators viewers will be able that the audience will be able to reach out yeah. to the different speakers as well for example on instagram oh my god this is amazing and i heard that there might be even a little prize for yes. a winner right 
There is. And I was literally about to post that just before this, but I didn't have time. So it's going to be posted after this. And actually, overall, the value of the prizes comes to six thousand five hundred US dollars. So the sum, like many of the speakers have donated prizes, one to ones, um, workshops, places on their courses. And the total value of the prize, yeah, comes to six and a half grand, which is super exciting. So how you enter is you just need to grab your free ticket to the Female Startup Summit and then we will be picking one winner at random who gets all those prizes. So it's it's going to be like amazing to help scale or launch their business. And um, if you've already got your ticket, you're automatically entered anyway. So yeah, I'm super excited to offer that. Wow, this is amazing. This yeah. Is so oh my God, now I really I want to be a member of the audience. <laughs> I know. Is I know. Of course, but next time I can be a yeah. member of the audience. And you were telling me that the first time that you ran ran this uh, summit, the, the the audience was already huge. So this time it's going to be even yeah. bigger, right? Even larger. Yeah. So last time we had around three hundred people attend, and we're already at about that level. So it should be, you know, the summit's not for another five days, I think. So we should, and and I find as well the summit uh, itself, people start posting about like this amazing talk, but it goes on for two weeks, so more people join during it as well. So, ah, so people can join during the summit as well. Yeah. By the- last day of the summit until the last day of the summit they can join yeah because the 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 content is available for one month afterwards but the the benefit to joining earlier is some of the speakers might do offers or things like that so that might expire so you do want to get in first to um to join you know from that day but like we're not gonna say you can't join if you didn't know about it after day three you know what I mean (laughs) <laughs> no, totally, absolutely. Wow, this is amazing, Susie. Well, well done. You thought about so many different aspects of this summit. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy how much value you're bringing to to the audience, and for free, even. And there's even yeah. a grand prize of over six thousand in value. I can't believe this, Susie. We are approaching the end of our hour together, but I have not one last question, which is not a proper question, but we'll see. We'll see how you take it. So, is there anything that I haven't asked you yet? Anything? And I should ask you now. Um, you know what? I don't think so. I feel like we've really just flowed and it feels like we've covered everything we needed to and it feels good. Awesome. That's great. Yes. And in case something occurs to you, then of course you can always either or, or maybe both things, but basically the two options would be um, that you um, maybe write something in the comment section of this post because this live yeah. will automatically become a post, number one, or you can even make a, a post in the group. Oh, perfect. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You want to introduce yourself because usually we are we invite you know new members to introduce themselves. And if you want, or you can do a post with any content that you think that might benefit our audience. Our audience usually is uh, interested in personal PR, which means, you know, personal branding, media relations, the thought leadership is super connecting. And, uh, and also they're all entrepreneurs or wannabe entrepreneurs about to become entrepreneurs. So certainly if you post mm-hmm. about business, for example, in sales and so what everything will be excited because everybody wants to learn how to sell sell amazing yeah that's my zone of genius so I'm always happy to help there I'm super passionate about helping people kind of 
sell and get over their fear of selling and that kind of thing. So for sure, people should send me a message or, or whatever. And what I'll do is if people want to attend the summit, I can make a link and comment on this on this live, right? So people can get their ticket and enter the giveaway. Totally, totally, exactly. And by the way, I remember that last week uh, I saw, actually I sent it to so many WhatsApp groups that I have of women entrepreneurs mm-hmm. and so on. And excuse me, and um, it was that beautiful uh, reel which you made on, um, yeah. on Instagram, right? With the music as well, with the, you know, with the, it felt, it, it sounded like heels of a woman who was walking on the street. At the yeah. Beginning of this. I love that. I was, I watched it hundreds of times because I, <laughs> I love that. I shared it with everybody. Uh, yeah, it was amazing. So um, if you want to share it, for example, in the group as well. Yeah, um, it should be, I should be able to do that with that format. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll share that. Yeah, thank you. Maybe natively. I mean, we can always, of course, include a link to, to Instagram. That's always possible. But if we share it natively, probably, you know, the reach will be higher. Yeah. And I'm sure that people will love it. Yeah, yeah, I'll do that. Awesome. Thank you so much. Perfect. Then Susie, thank you so much for this hour. It has been so enriching and also a lot of fun. Yes. So please promise that you will come back to the personal PR show uh, to talk about personal branding, to talk about sales and many other topics that I'm sure we will, we will discover. Yeah, I would love to. Thank you so much for giving me the time. It's, it's an honor. Of course. Thank you so much for gracing us with your presence and expertise. <laughs> <laughs> Awesome. Perfect. Then I will see you. I'll probably see you tonight because we have a, we do have a session in our mastermind. Yes, we do. I'll see you then. Just a few hours. Perfect. Well, then have a lovely afternoon in Bali and good luck with the mosquitoes and the storm. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you so much, Jessica. Of course. Thank you, Bella. Take care. Talk to you soon. Just a little pause as I'm super excited to announce that Female Startup Summit is back. It's bigger and better this time with 14 incredible female founders and experts ready to help you start and scale your online business. My workshop is all around how to create irresistible offers. So all of you digital product business owners or those who aspire to be, I'm going to be helping you productize your expert skills into offers that your dream clients just have to have because there is a form So if you're struggling to have a successful launch or figure out how to put all your expert skills into a digital product like a one-to-one program or a course, my masterclass is for you. Other masterclasses include TikTok Growth Hacks by Karina Berry, a famous Austrian food blogger with over 1.3 million followers on TikTok, How to Travel the World and Make Money on Social Media with Janet Newenham, former travel journalist of the year turned founder of Janet's Journeys, and she's currently in Saudi Arabia on an influencer trip which is super exciting and you've heard from her on this podcast before and Alexandra Saper you might know her as the Wayfarers on Instagram she's a former lawyer and travel influencer turned women's empowerment coach and she'll be teaching you all about how to overcome perfectionism people pleasing and imposter syndrome honestly the lineup is so good there are so many and too many to reference here but I am so excited and the best part tickets are free of charge 
charge. You can sign up using the link in the show notes. So if you dream of scaling your online business and moving to somewhere like Bali and traveling the world, this is the summit for you. The summit is designed to be convenient for you. So it's easily watchable from anywhere in the world. None of this having to get up in the middle of the night to watch a live video, because let's be honest, none of us want to do that. The speakers have each pre-recorded their value packed workshops and access will be unlocked one by one every morning from the 8th of October. So all you have to do is find an hour a day to watch each workshop shop at a time that suits you and masterclasses will be available for 30 days head over to the show notes and save your spot now